Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. The weekend sports buzz, Doc. Featured by Kelly Patrick. (laughs) We are the weekend sports buzz. Steve, Chris, what do you guys think of Doc calling this the Kelly Patrick Show? This is not the Kelly Patrick Show. I think he just threw us under the bus. I think undercover, you told him to do it. And now it makes you look good to tell them. Does it make me? Does it make me look good? This show's been on the air, running strong, for eight years. This is the longest running show on the station. I'm just reading off the paper, and it says the Kelly Patrick Show right here in front of me. Guys, you see this paper, right? What's it say? I think Kelly is really letting this get to his head. You know, it's. I've got a lot of fame lately, and I, I feel I, you know. Weekend sports radio host is a pretty big gig. Add into it recording a podcast from your basement. I mean, I'm big time. That's why I'm wearing this gold chain. And I'm telling you, it gives you a lot of clout wearing that, man. People, I'll tell you this. I walk right out of this studio. Nobody's going to mess with me. I think you're right. Yeah. These sunglasses, this gold chain. We are the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. Located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. If you want to be a fighter, an MMA fighter, or you want to train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the sake of staying in good shape, bettering your life, Louisville Combat Academy down in Valley Station is the place to go. AJ Jenkins, everybody down there, great people, great gym, and we do appreciate their support for not only the weekend sports buzz, but also the Kelly Patrick Show, which is a separate entity in itself. On the Kelly Patrick Show, on Sunday evenings, sometimes on Monday evenings, we get to discuss pretty much all MMA for the most part. Right, Doc? Mostly all MMA within the state of Kentucky and turning into uh, the state of Ohio and actually now Tennessee. Do you guys know this? Hard Rock MMA, the, the promotion that I do commentary for, is growing. And I'm not just saying that to, you know, support something that I'm involved with. It was released, I think, a week ago that Hard Rock will be has moved into Ohio now and will now also be moving into Tennessee. Don't call me a contrarian. I think they're moving into Tennessee to get out of Ohio. Okay. I don't know if too many guys want to go back to Ohio. But what what's the need for adding another state? That's a good point. They are certainly expanding. I'm not taking away from the expansion. Yeah. I could see them... It was a bad experience in Ohio for yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. For some. But for, if you know what you're getting into, you may have to fight at a different weight class, same day weigh-ins. Everybody, the same rules apply to every fighter, amateur fighter in Ohio. Right, Doc? For the most part. You suggesting they enforce some rules for some fighters and then the same fight they enforce separate for the other? Yes. No, you're not. No, you're not. I don't we appreciate your question. Okay. <laughs> We appreciate the support of Louisville Combat Academy. We are not a combat sports show here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. I want to introduce Chris Embry. How's it going? Steve Driver. Let's get it. We got plenty to talk about this morning. The Louisville Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. First, in my opinion, would be the NBA Finals. Oh, Canada. (laughs) Who in here, is anyone here cheering for the Warriors to come back? Raise sure. your hand. Raise yeah. your hand. Are you? Yeah. Why? Why not? I, you get to see a longer series. The only thing, I think it's cool 
in the NBA at, you know, at the beginning of this year, you and I, you were pretty much dead set on Warriors are going to. Oh, I was. And the and entire it, season, I was saying it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors added Boogie Cousins. They already have Durant and the entire roster. Yeah, they're going to win the finals. It appears I may be dead wrong. And, and the, I'm happy the as back hell. Of the, in the back of my mind, you know, I kind of thought the same thing. It's cool when a city, you just don't expect this very often. It's cool, you know, as a resident Cleveland fan, one title can last a city you know, half a century. You could you could what, what, always point back to that. That that's your saving grace. You know, you you won a title. Cleveland sports has only won one championship since nineteen sixty or something like that, right? So for the Raptors to win, for Toronto to win, it'd be huge for the city. Um it's, and huge for the sport of basketball, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. And probably the greatest trade of all time if if Kawhi pulls this off, right? And you get one year of Kawhi, he brings you a title. Um, many storylines. The greatest trade of all time is what you just said. The, okay. The, I hadn't heard that angle yet. The five years of the Warriors title run. Um, it's very interesting. You know, five years. Is that is that how long it's been? They beat they beat uh, they beat the Cavs. You know, when the Cavs didn't have Kyrie and Kevin Love. Okay. Fifteen sixteen, and then. The Cavs beat the 73-win team, and then they got Durant. Durant run, won twice. All right, we're on three right there. So that's no, four. No, no, that's, that's four. four. You yeah, won yeah, twice. Okay. This, this is, is five. This is five without, you know, the Warriors are pretty beat up. What What does this say about KD now that he's not it? You know, he's been hurt. Well, they're, they're, the, everybody's hurt, though. You know, Clay's hurt. I'm not hurt. What do you, not everybody. Iggy's hurt. Um, Cousins may still be hurt. Does Cousins look bad? He looked bad that last game. He looked really bad. Uh, he was, like he's out of shape? The first three, I, I mean, I think the first three plays of the game were turnovers by Cousins. And, yeah, he's out of shape. I've seen him a couple times not running down the floor uh, to pick up defense. He just stayed on the other end of the floor. Uh, Is you, there anything in all of sports that makes you more angry than watching a basketball game or playing in a basketball game and one of your teammates or some, a team that you're cheering for? Just like, no, nah, I'm not going to run down there and play defense. Yeah, I've never been so angry. Other than when I was playing basketball specifically, I remember at the YMCA and one of my team, two of my teammates, I remember, were just hanging out. Like, no, I'm not going to run down there and play. You can, I. They would leave it up to me. I could go play defense, try to defend all five. And if you get the rebound, throw it down the court to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Bird yeah. dog, and yeah, it's. And then we'll do that again next play, and hopefully that just works out for the entire game. I know Cousins is not 100%, but it's a very bad look for him. Um, If he's not 100%, he shouldn't be out there. I appreciate Chris Embry, not just on this instance, but I do appreciate you are a Kentucky fan. And overall, the way I would describe you, at least your on-air persona, is that you are not really – I mean, you're probably biased – but you're, you, you do make an attempt to, when it's warranted, be unbiased. And in this case, DeMarcus Cousins is representing the Kentucky fan base in large part. For a lot of people across the state of Kentucky, this area, watching the finals, they identify they're watching right. because of DeMarcus Cousins. So I do appreciate you being unbiased. How bad has Boogie looked? He, uh, 
he's on the downside of his career. It looks like he had a good How game. Old is he? he had a good he's game not that too. Old. He had a good game too. Um, well, he had what he an Achilles injury. Yes, he had a quad and then, injury, and then a quad. In, the Achilles is. I mean, that will shut down your career, though. Not many people come back from right an Achilles. Does he carry too much weight? Yes, but it's going to be. He's six eleven, and he's pretty big. You got to remember when when he was with the Kings, not many people wanted him then, just based off his attitude, right? Yeah, he was kind Pelicans, of a Rasheed Wallace. The Pelicans got him, um, and then he he signed the I think a one year five million dollar deal with the with the Warriors. Really took on cheap. You you wonder who, how many teams are really going to pay for him? I'm sure there'll probably be a couple suckers out there. Maybe the Lakers will pick him up after I, this year, but I don't know. I, I want to see how, him I don't know succeed. how long he has left. Maybe he yeah. is injured. I'd like to see him get uh event, you know, he went there to get a ring, but uh it don't look like that's going to happen this year. And um who knows if that team's ever going to be reassembled exactly the way it is as and they, we see. Yeah, they kind of make it sound like KD's not going to come back either. Like he's not going to play game 5. How injured is he? I don't know. So he got. He's injured. not gonna. He's just give it complete. Clearly, if he doesn't play in Game Five, and they were saying he'd be back by Game Four, originally, remember that? And then it, he's just given up on his team. How bad of a look is that? His well, trade value is going down too. To socialist Canada at that. I mean, represent your country. Maybe his KD. injury is worse than you know. I, it's a calf strain, which I guess there can't be a strain. There's a minor tear or something. That that wouldn't but hold me. Out. He sat I'm, out all through the Portland series, game um, six of Rockets Warriors, and then four of these games. I don't know, but what if you know? What if he comes back and they come back from a three-one deficit? It's possible. Oh, it's certainly possible. If there's any team ever that is capable of that, it's this Warriors team, yeah. right? I do have to say that when you're watching it, I just don't know if they can. I, Right. They look they look old. They do. This is like, the slowest you, I have ever seen the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, if you see if you watch Kyle Lowry with the ball, he looks quicker than Steph Curry with the ball. Absolutely. In my, in my opinion. He does. And maybe that's just hey, if they don't have every piece of that team healthy that they're just not gonna click. I don't know. I think they've mentally checked out. I think three years of well, doing this. Steph has it. Steph's you could tell he's trying. I mean, he's still diving on the ground. Yes. Yeah, but Steph- Kawhi Leonard looks amazing out there, man. Well, Is he playing yeah. at the best level he's ever played? But he also his teammates are killing it too. That's Siakam, right. Van Vliet, Lowry, Gasol looking like his old younger I think self. It's, I think it's their defense, honestly. The Warriors just can't get those looks. You know, their brand of basketball was so exciting to watch based on how much like they cut. You know, they played like a real team. How a team Warriors? Yeah, you know the Cavs play them. LeBron would just hold the ball and and slow it down and just dominate by himself. The Warriors really played that brand of basketball that was appealing to fans: cutting, screening, backdoor screening, moving without the ball. And it seems like the Raptors have just shut that down completely. I love it. I would argue I've been an NBA fan ever since I was a baby. My dad had me watching NBA games. He's told me. As I was, you know, a few months old in my crib. And looking at this from a distance, you laughing there, Doc? Got something you'd like to say? As a baby, huh? As a baby, okay? So this perspective I'm describing originates 
from Baby Kelly. <laughs> I uh, bet you were rocking a gold chain then, too. Oh, right? yeah. I, I didn't look quite <laughs> as cool as I do at this moment with my sunglasses and my gold chain on. However, I was a pretty cool baby. Okay, but if I'm looking, so I'm a lifelong NBA fan. Lifelong. I love the NBA, always have. Realistically, I always will, right? Yeah. It's just part of me. This is significant. If the Raptors can win, not only for Canada, but for international basketball. Absolutely. Or just any, every other NBA team. What do you, you know? mean? Parody? The sake well, of parody, you well, mean, also? So when the Raptors made the trade for Kawhi, they kind of understood that this is going to be potentially a one-year deal that if it you know he could leave that's all his contract is is left for you have one year so are they going to do like and and i think DeRozan had more than one year left on his contract so when they made the trade it was a gamble we have one year and it turns out it's worth it for the Raptors. so maybe if you look at anthony davis has one year left on his contract okay so hey should we go all in and risk should we trade all these guys for anthony davis well, we're only going to have him for one year. He might leave. Well, you know, for one some year teams, is all it, you need. it might be worth the gamble, right? Sure. And, and who's to say – I know a lot of people are talking about Kawhi going to maybe the Clippers. Yeah. Who's to say Kawhi uh, doesn't win? The entire country of Canada loves him now, and yeah. then maybe he decides to stay. Very true. Yep. That's what I would like to see. Me, if I'm choosing, I'd rather have – an entire country supported me for the rest of my life. Heck How yeah. cool would that be? You'd be like a king. Oh, Vince God, Carter yeah. in Canada already is the reigning king for basketball. Yeah. Yes. Air Canada. Okay. Absolutely. Kawhi Leonard could potentially dethrone him, if he, especially if he then sticks around. Yeah, and they've already said like they'll pay for <laughs> all of his food if he wants to stay. Oh, his I'm living sure. Situation. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. If you're him, I, I think your value is much greater where you're at now than the Clippers. I mean, that's that's the way I <laughs> see it. He's from that area. He is, yeah. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you. We are going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man, Brian the Insider. Brian, how are you this morning? Hey, guys, doing good. Uh, I'm in a, uh, actually in a 5K walk. Everyone else is running. There's a group of us losers that are walking in the back here. But uh, I've got my son in it. My brother from Fort Lauderdale came up. So uh, glad to be on the air. Hey, wanted to talk a little Belmont. Uh, Mark Cassie, trainer War Will, didn't get the uh, the Belmont, but he did win it with a relatively large upset. Sir Winston, named after Winston Churchill, kind of shocked the field. War Will, remember, he's the one that caused all the problems, uh, who maximum security supposedly ran into in the derby uh he faded the second to last hey, it's my brother, it's uh but uh um so i was glad to see that so uh really uh at the end probably the most anticlimactic breeders cup uh in the uh that i can remember so gonna be so, a bo- gonna be a boring breeders cup is what you're saying brian no need to be excited for the breeders cup if you're being honest no, there's a lot of good older horses that are still uh, running that, that could be uh, um, in there. So the big question with the Breeders' Cup, they've had four more equine deaths at Santa Anita in the last 11 days. I mean, guys, it's just they've got to move it. And uh, the logical place is to move them uh, to uh, um, 
logical places to move to Churchill Downs. So uh, that's the big news surrounding that. Okay. Brian, anything else right now that has you intrigued? I know you're a lifelong fan of the NBA also. What's up with these Raptors? How significant would it be if this Raptors team wins the finals? I think it's great for basketball. Uh, I think uh, that uh, it's a. Uh, I think people are underestimating how weakened Golden State Warriors are, and uh, Golden State. Uh, you know, I was amazed with Durant. I don't think is that injured. I think he just went out and is refusing to play. And uh, I, I, I tell you, one guy that's out of shape and needs some help is Cousins. He looks bad. He probably should have waited till he was pure uh, healthy because I don't think he's helping us. Free agency, Chris. You can chime in on that, but uh, that doesn't look like the same guy that uh, I remember. Okay. Well, Brian, as always, we appreciate your call. We always here at the Weekend Sports Buzz. We all wish you best of luck for your placement in your your five k. Oh yeah, it's real impressive performance here. One of my greatest athletic feats back here in the back with the crippled. But uh, <laughs> hey, one thing I will mention is the French Open final is uh, Nadell is just rewriting. He dominated Federer in the semis, and now he's in the, uh, he's in the finals, and uh, uh, it's his 12th French Open final. So very, very interesting to watch that. But thanks so much for having me on, guys. Great stuff, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. What I like about Brian's calls in all seriousness is not that he's out of breath, out of breath while, while in a 5K. That's, that's good. Don't get me wrong. That's good. But what I like is that he does bring a little bit of a different, almost the international kind of feel. He mentioned the Rafael Nadal in the, the French Open. So he mentions tennis and horse racing. He'll also occasionally, Steve, you too, will we'll discuss soccer yeah. when appropriate. What happened, last sa- what happened last Saturday in the world of soccer? Uh, England must have done something substantial. I think they're playing in the third. There's like a UEFA uh, league... So UEFA Nations tournament going on right now. There's two games today, England versus Switzerland in the third place game, and then Portugal versus um, I forget who Portugal's playing. Okay, but some some significant match happened, and the reason I remember that is I was at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. On Saturday, and when I showed up to the event, I'd say seventy five percent of the crowd was drunken English people. And they were, I saw them walking around New York at sports bars and, okay, I showed up and they were all hammered. And they were chanting stuff. I almost felt uncomfortable, honestly. <laughs> you know, soccer hooligans. Yeah. English sports fans are crazy. A lot of pride in whatever in the hell they're chanting about. I didn't even know what they were talking, you know, any, I was trying to understand the chants. I didn't know. And they were hammered. And I walked in. I told the, the, the story on the air, I know, last week. But got to be the coolest sporting event I've ever been to, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounded. Can't top that, really. Can you? And I you went said to... you had good seats. Real That's... good seats. Yep, yep. Madison Square Garden. And I walked in, and I'll never forget. I said to my dad right before the fight, I said, and I'm a big believer that people who start martial arts when they're a little kid have a huge advantage over anyone who then picks it up later. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. This is what I said. I said, Andy Ruiz started boxing when he was a baby, basically. It's in his blood. He's a Mexican boxer. 
Anthony Joshua didn't start boxing until he was 19. <laughs> okay? And some English guy heard me say that, and he was not happy with me. Right before the fight, he was correcting me. And I was like, hey, man, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to get into a fight. A, I hate when people chime in on your conversation. With It happened to my brother and I at a, at, at a Pacers-Cavs playoff game where we were having a conversation. Guy sitting next to you chimes in, and then it's just uncomfortable. Why, why would you do that? Right? When people identify with certain athletes or teams a little too much, that can happen. Yeah. And you, it's not it's not just English people who per- partake. Louisville fans for basketball, Kentucky fans for basketball. It goes every which way. But on a local level, that's where it's at, is basketball. But you're right. I, I don't know, man. Why not just enjoy so it? So did the mood change then? Were you just kind of like, Did the right, mood I, change? I, I, I'm going to stop talking. Oh, yes. After... after they commented. Yeah, yeah. I made eye contact with my stepmom and my dad, and I said— Did you roll your eyes or something? I was kind of—we all gave each other a look like, yeah, we don't want to be in a fight. Yeah. He, he'd roll his eyes, but the sunglasses were on. You wouldn't be able to tell. I was wearing sunglasses and my chain. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, yeah, back off. Unless you want to sure. fight. I'm trying to have a good time. I'm trying to watch yeah. a fight. Absolutely. Right. Um, I don't want anything with some random— English drunken hooligan and his buddies. He had like three big dudes with him. Yeah, but didn't you say he after the fight he he did he did he did. Uh, I'll give him this. He owned it. He looked up at me and I the moment of shame. He said, "Don't ever listen to anything I say about sports ever again." And I thought to myself, "Get the hell out of my way, man! I hope I never see you again." <laughs> you know, right? But but he did own it. So I'm not saying he's a horrible guy. Many people that we all know are big sports fans, and they're good people, and maybe they get a little too caught up. He told me he'd been drinking all day. Yeah. <laughs> so he was hammered. When I went to that playoff basketball game in Indianapolis, uh, we had problems. And you know my brother and I, that's the last thing we want. Yeah. We have kids. Yeah. You know? What am I going to do, fight in the stands of a game over – Two teams. I don't know them personally. It's so silly. And then finally, I think, I mean, it, it got heated a couple. It, it, it got pretty close because, you know, my brother's not going to take a lot of crap. <laughs> and finally, he was like, hey, Steve's man, brother, Kyle, had, a, had an amateur boxing record. Yeah. Can punch it, very hard. Finally, he said, hey, could we just chill out and watch the game? And the guy agreed to. But, yeah, it got heated for which I don't. It all started with my brother and I having a conversation. Somebody overhearing it, chiming in. Yeah, it's just that's not your place. What are you doing? Even if you're for the opposing team, and a lot of this goes over into politics too. Yeah, a lot of my friends don't have the same political views. Actually, pretty much no one that I, that I know has the exact same political views as me. That's okay. Right. Let's just all chill out and be respectful, right? Mm-hmm. I don't get it, man. So it was uh. Like ninety percent of the crowd. There was a, a, was there a, a lot of Mexicans there. No, a couple. But you got to think this was only a fight that was accepted a few weeks before the event. Remember, it was supposed to be Jarrell Miller, big baby, yeah. fighting. He tested positive for a couple, a couple different banned performance enhancing drugs. But a few weeks before, a Californian Mexican. That's the other side of the country. Accepted the fight. So, I mean, no. To answer your question, not many Mexicans. I did see one with a, a Mexican flag running around. Viva la Mexico! Yeah! Running up and down the, the 
the stairs. He was so happy. Do you, have you seen any of the videos of the Boston Bruins, St. Louis Blues fans at the hockey games? Oh, I saw Braun. a video of Bruins fans fighting Bruins fans the other day. <laughs> yeah, How insane is that? It's getting to where a lot of people don't want to go to the or take live kids. events, right? I mean, H- alcohol honestly is what does it. N- NFL might be the worst, though, right? Would you take your kids? Oh, to that's NFL? you think that's the worst in the country or in the world? No, I think in it, the country, I'm sure soccer. Soccer is, is yeah. unbelievable. I've seen clips of soccer games where they, yeah, screw this guy, and then they string him up and hang him. <laughs> what <laughs> they do stuff like that at soccer games? Yeah, wow. Or yeah. throw fireworks. It's right? got to be worse in other countries. South American soccer. But in soccer the United States, would you say? English soccer. I mean, that stuff gets crazy. Would you say NFL is the worst in the, in the United States? Uh, yeah, there's been some stabbings in California at Major League Baseball games, though. Oh, at baseball? Yeah. I yeah. think baseball is probably one of the – if I'm going to take my kids to see the more a live back. event. Right? Well, they have 162 regular season games versus 16 regular season games. Would yeah. you take your kids to an Eagles home game? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. They'd have to be – a little bit older, probably like fourteen or up. I mean, uh, they're going to hear some, you know, awful, awful things. You know, Bacon, Trevor Kelsey, huge Eagles fan. When they went to the Super Bowl, yeah, they put together a little uh, crowdsourcing. You know, some of the fans contributed of the station, and Bacon went to the the game, the Super Bowl. He's a lifelong Eagles fan. Have you guys That's met Bacon? Good. Yep. Steve, yep. you did. Yep. We went to Dugan's uh, Christmas party. It's always cool going to a memorable event, though, right? You'll remember that boxing match forever. Oh, yeah. I saw Michael Jordan play three times in person. I'll never forget that. I saw Shaq play, I think, in 93, which is cool. But if I'm putting together a list of my – I've seen – okay, I've seen Barry Bonds play in person. I've seen Mark McGuire play in person, Ozzie Smith play in person. Wow. Um, those are substantial, right? Yeah, but now I saw one of the biggest knockouts, probably the biggest knock upset knockout victories in the heavyweight division since they say 1990, Buster Douglas over Mike Tyson. You you brought up that uh, alcohol is a big contributor. I do believe alcohol is a bad deal, man. Now, did you see that the SEC is finally allowing schools yeah. to oh, wow. sell alcohol in basketball and football games? But it's SEC. up to their the own school to decide. Each if they school want it, gets right? to decide. And What's it, Kentucky gonna do? They're going to – I bet you every school is going to take it up and start selling. I mean, it means more money, right? Yeah. I, w- I don't have a problem with that, okay? The reason is if people want to drink alcohol – They're going to drink it outside in the parking lot anyway, right? Yeah, this yeah. may be a safer approach, watered-down beers instead of a flask that you have yep. when you're tailgating. And, and a lot of those people, Everclear. when they tailgate, they're like, hey, I'm not going to be able to drink for three or four hours might as well do double now. Before <laughs> and then you're blacked out, the, yeah. maybe, when you and walk in. It, it takes down the attendance. If you notice games uh, in the SEC, right as they come back from halftime, the stands are halfway empty because there's still people out there getting their drink on before the, you know, a lot of times they get or late coming back to their seats. There's a lot of stuff the school wants to uh, maximize their uh, financial you know, situation, and they want to keep people in their seats. Oh, yeah. It's a learning institution. Let's not forget <laughs> uh, it's a learning institution, and first and a- foremost, okay? Sure, they'll take some money if they get it, 
But that's not what they're there for, and right? And they're tax-exempt, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, they deserve that, that tax-exempt status. And these are student-athletes, first and foremost. <laughs> We're going to head to a break. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy, located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. We have a full slate of topics this morning. Be sure to stay tuned. Doc, Chris, Steve, and myself, Kelly. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Club. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz with Kelly Patrick. With Kelly Patrick, Steve Driver, Chris Embry. Steve, I will ask a question before we get started. Why did you just text me a photo of yourself shirtless (laughs) flexing your muscles? I think it was an accident. I sent you a couple other stories. It might have been an accident. One was this kid from Vandy, um, 19 strikeout, no hitter, and a must-win game in the Super Regional. The other was... uh, Kid from Vandy with no- okay. So if we're talking, do, do you know his name? <laughs> Is it a funny name? No, it's just a uh, Kamal Rocker. Kumar Rocker. Wow. Where does that make you think of? John Rocker. It does, doesn't it? White guy? I don't think so. But remember how polarizing John Rocker was? Yeah, he. Was- That's when baseball was huge too, right? It was the Subway Series where he got real big. <laughs> What I, you got to love the memory. Now, he, he came across, he said some racist stuff, which obviously is not cool. I don't, I'd like to review, actually, the substantive nature of what he said that was racist. But he came across to be a bigot. But at one time, I thought, this guy's a badass. Because he said, I'll be on the 7, whatever it's called, the 7 train, some subway. If somebody's got a problem with me, I'll be there, you know, Tuesday at 4 p.m. If someone's got a problem with me, come say it to me. He challenged. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was it, it, pretty uh, shocking how he came. You know, it, it got him in trouble a lot, obviously. It uh, did. But uh, very entertaining. He's a reliever. He, sp- he would sprint from the bullpen to the mound. He would. Very intense. He was a reliever. Is the day and age of superstar relievers kind of – in the past, I know our oldest Chapman. Who else can you name that's a reliever or or closer right now? I can't. Chapman. Chapman's where it's at. Yeah, that's it. He has some crazy Base- stories, Baseball too. was so much bigger then, though. I mean, John Rocker would lead off, you know, whatever it was, cold pizza, or part, you know, pardon the interruption. But, but if you really sit and watch, the entire nature of media has changed so much for me since my memories of that era. Yeah. Oh, but he, he wouldn't survive in today's <laughs> era with these, you know, well, thin-skinned com- people. With his comments, no, but. I went and found a page that has some of the racist things John Rocker has said. Oh, Are they substantively actually racist? Yes, I was going to read some of them, but I kept scrolling and the page is yet to end. So I don't think we have time yeah, to cover all of them. So he's a legit racist. Problematic. 
<laughs> so he's just an absolute lunatic. He really dislikes Asians. That's, Does he really? That's his main focal point. <laughs> what the hell? So, Vanderbilt, strikeouts, Steve. Yeah, uh, no hitter. Yep. Louisville, over the past 10 years, has won more college baseball games than any other program in the country. Have they advanced to the yep. World in the World Series now. First time, right? No. I think this third time. Oh, third time. Okay. Yeah. And East now, Carolina is a pretty good team, right? East Carolina, I wouldn't be surprised if had East Carolina won if we'd hear from our man Carolina Steve this morning. Because of Steve, I know that they are the East Carolina Pirates, right? That's how I know it. <laughs> Carolina Steve loves East Carolina. Okay? But UofL advanced. Now... Referencing, drawing a little bit of a parallel back to if Toronto and the Raptors win the finals, that is really how stars are born. You kind of alluded to it earlier. Fans are born. Fans. Okay? If Louisville baseball wins the College World Series, they're the top team. Okay, they win it. That would be substantial for a market like U of L that is really kind of a pro market that just has a college university to cheer for. I do think UofL, if they were to win the World Series, could take college baseball maybe to another step in some ways, marketing, fan support, things like that. Yeah, I could see Louisville actually charging admission the, you know, the next season if they were to win it. Right now, it's you can go anytime you want and watch You can, free. yeah. Which, Which is, is cool. Yeah, it is cool. But they're a, they're a powerhouse, and in, in the I mean, like you said, over the last how many years? Ten years. Over the last ten years, they've won more games than any other team, college baseball team in the country. They have a, a big time coach. I mean, they're you know they're probably a top ten program, but winning it, yeah, winning feel, it's what really births. Feels fans. like their expectations the last couple of years, you know, were extremely high. They'd had all, all these pro. You know, players that were drafted, they were expected to win it. This year, it kind of seems like I, I haven't heard as much, you know, expectations b- before the tournament started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there is some talk, but I do think expectations have been tapered a little bit ver- versus the past couple yeah. of years when – it was all or bust almost. It yeah. was, this is the year. This is the year. How many people really care about Louisville baseball, college baseball? I I think the city gets behind behind it. I, I do think the city follows it pretty closely. I don't think there's a fan base in the country that has the potential to erupt onto a national champion as much as UofL. Chris, being our unbiased resident Kentucky fan, I guess, Doc, you're a Kentucky guy also. Yeah, what am I, chopped liver? Do I sound hyperbolic when I say that? Am I getting too excited? No, I don't think so. I you th- do think U of L can do that? Yeah, I think they definitely can. Um, this is a city that's, uh, you know, just waiting for a moment like that to really, exp- you know, they, they have a lot of uh, uh, fans that follow these smaller uh, sports. Well, I, Baseball is not a small sport, but relative to football and basketball. If you look at Card Chronicle or the Crunch Zone or Card Connect from Nick Coffey, any of those local blogs, sports blogs, that the true fanatics 
follow. They do. They they they're all about the baseball. Yeah, and even you know um, Louisville soccer with the new stadium being built. Correct. You can see it on your way into the city. We passed it this morning. I mean, it's a good city for. I don't maybe smaller market or, or I don't know you know teams that just aren't pro teams right because Louisville soccer Louisville FC has a huge following. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, th- that baseball team if they can pull this off. I they'll be uh, trying to hold on to this coach. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't been pulled away from Louisville, or at least, uh, you know, there's been some pretty big offers for him at other schools, mm-hmm. but uh, this would put them on another level, and definitely the fan base will be uh, talking smack a bunch to Kentucky fans about this. And it, if it was the other way around, I could see it the same way. Sure, a- absolutely. It's been a difficult few years for the University of Louisville fan base. They need some positivity. They Absolutely. need some positivity. But don't look any further than the bread and butter of the program, which is men's basketball. They may be in store for a big season. Absolutely. Or at least big expectations for next season. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's been quite a few preseason top 25s that have been uh, put on the uh, put out here in the last couple of weeks, and a majority of them have Louisville in the top five. Some of them have uh, Louisville preseason number two. Um, they definitely have the ability to win it, I would think, with Jordan Nora coming back. Uh, and, you know, um, probably the best recruiting class I've seen Louisville land in the last 15, 20 years, actually. So uh, I expect a lot of big things out of Louisville this coming year for the basketball team. At least high expectations, which is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you can be excited between now and when the season starts and then up until conference play, and you're engaged all the way when the expectations are high. That's reflective of a passionate fan base, but a coach who has good momentum. Chris Mack appears to have that momentum right now, and I think he actually plays freshman. So this is a new era of UofL basketball. These freshmen can come in and contribute. Yeah, I think Louisville will finally get their first one and done. Um, I think uh, quite a prediction, Chris Samuel uh, Samuelson. What is it? I believe that's his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he will be the first uh, one and done um, at UofL. They may have two. You never know. That Aiden Agahan looks very good. And Irish Hulk. Yeah. And um, so I look for uh, – He's pretty jacked. You think he's sending people pictures of himself flexing like Steve Driver is? Not as I, much I as I haven't Steve seen is. him. Is he jacked? He's jacked, yeah. Well, you know, that helps in basketball a lot, being really uh, strong like a bodybuilder, Kelly. <laughs> it helps in basketball. attribute, yeah, for basketball that you need – it's to be uh, huge. Well, you know. Oh, yeah. That, everybody knows that. It makes me think of the uh, old Tubby Smith. It uh, helps in everything. A quote where he called uh, Kalena Azabuki. He said, uh, looks, like Tarzan, look, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane or mm-hmm. something like that. I, I hate to wrap it back around to, but the, my favorite part of sports, and combat sports is very reflective of this too, I think my favorite part of sports, if I were to embody it, if I were to 
drill into what's so appealing about sports versus anything else in the world, and I include MMA and boxing and everything, wrestling, everything. I include that as all obviously sports, is that you can look at two people and say, that guy is going to dominate that guy, and it doesn't always add up. Yeah, I think that adds a really big element to the what's going on in the boxing world and UFC. There are all, all sorts of sayings that go along with that. Well, that's why they play the game. That's why they play the games. And we, we didn't see anything that embodied that more than Andy Ruiz Jr., right? And I love that they were talking smack about him. Even after he won that belt, there were still people in the – Commentate well. The people on the radio were were talking smack about his weight and everything. Stephen A. Smith, did you see that? Yeah, it's the biggest story in sports in a lot of ways, and I was there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I got so lucky with which one I chose to go to. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the same for team sports. I mean, if you look at the Raptors Warriors, right? Okay. Everybody on paper. Yeah. Well, you know what they say you can do with that paper. Yeah, there's tons of sayings. What's what's Michael Vick's saying? It's uh not the size of the dog in the fight, but okay. the fight in the dog. Yep, Hicks and Gracie has a similar. Oh man, does that, he does that he say was, that? That was a low. Uh, it's not a Michael Mike, Vick. It's not a Michael Vick. Michael Vick quote, was an but. undersized quarterback. <laughs> he was an undersized quarterback, so he could have said that, but he didn't. You're making a crack about him in the dog fighting. Oh no, you're gonna have. Steve. Peter on your tail now. Are you a, it was a joke. Guys. Are you a, a proponent of dogfighting? Let's lighten up a little bit. Are you a proponent of dogfighting? Answer not. the question. No. Have you ever attended a dogfight or a cockfight? I have not. I have a loving dog. He's been with me for about 10 years. Chris, have you ever attended a, a dogfight or a cockfight? <laughs> no, I have not. Doc, have you? Negative. For either? I've yeah, fought me, my that's dog. That's a terrible question, Kelly. Well, you brought it up. I'm... Yeah, I don't even want to think about. Well, maybe you should watch what you joke about. Well, you didn't tell us if you've been to one. No, I have not. <laughs> but Michael Vick was a six foot tall quarterback even prior to Russell Wilson and Drew Brees, so he was undersized. Yeah, he was drafted fairly high though, right? Number one overall out of Tech. He'd probably really flourish in today's game, probably more so than when he played. Man, now it's there like, was a minute there. That's I remember the size, six foot, mm-hmm. fast. You know, imagine the offenses they could put around him. Uh, definitely, the offensive play calling has really developed. You know, and they they fit it around specific quarterbacks like Mahomes, Baker. You know, when he was on, I watched the game one time against. I think he was with the Eagles. And he, I think he threw seven touchdown passes. When he was on, he was like the most exciting player in the history of football to watch. Yeah. When he was on, right? Yeah. What Was he the first quarterback to play the way he did, do you think? Maybe the first and last. Who's the second? What do you mean? Like, uh, there was a lot of – To have a, a cannon a for an arm. quarterbacks, but nobody as fast as him. He may right. have been the fastest guy in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I Lamar mean, Jackson is maybe the second. I, am well, I am I being RG3? Am I exaggerating? Okay, RG three, but he obviously yeah. did not do it to that degree, right? And it seems like injuries plague those type of quarterbacks anyway. Oh, even a Vic. lot of them, yeah. Even Vic, yeah. What I respect about Vic is he made a run at it late in his career too. He went to prison. 
that year with the Eagles, that was his numbers were incredible, yeah. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We are going to head to the buzz line now where we have everyone's favorite caller. Do I say that about everyone? No, I don't think so. Okay. And maybe I'm being a little facetious because Marcus ruffles some feathers here and there, but he likes it. Marcus, how are you this morning? I called in to talk about two things this morning, Kelly, but I'm doing great. Okay. I called in, first of all, to say that I have been to cockfights, and they are highly entertaining. <laughs> okay. But I've, never been to a, but I've never been to a dog fight and would never go to one. But I did appreciate the background comment made by Doc that you walk right over. When you asked Doc if he'd ever been to a dog fight or a cock fight, Doc said, I fought my dog, which I can completely relate to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't hear that, Doc. Did you say you fought your dog? I do jujitsu with my dog every, probably every day for an hour almost. But you don't hurt him? No. Okay. Marcus, have you fought a dog? Well, no, but one time when I was much younger, I thought it would be, I had a big dog, I had a, two enormous St. Bernard's in my lifetime, one following the other. And when I was younger, I thought it would be fun to try and practice football against one of my St. Bernard's because, you know, this guy was almost, a, well, he was. The dog weighed what a high school lineman weighed back in those days. So I thought, well, this will be fun. So I got the football out, and I'd throw the football, and the dog would chase it and grab it and worry it and knock it around. Uh, and then I'd try and tackle the dog. Well, one time, I think I tried to tackle the dog a little too low down around the knees or something like that. And he just stopped. And he opened, I'm laying there on the ground down around his legs, and he opens his mouth all the way and put his jaws on either side of my head, over the top of my head, and made a noise down in his throat that was clearly intended to dissuade me from playing football with him ever again. <laughs> So you didn't mess with him anymore after that, right? No, no, no. After that, if he wanted some ice cream off my ice cream cone, he got the ice cream cone. Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, Marcus, we appreciate you calling in each and every week when you do. Anything else you have for us this morning? Well, yeah, I've been thinking about my reputation on this on this radio show, and it, it kind of concerns me. I feel like I'm, I am a misogynist. But I feel like I'm thought of as a, as a misogynist in the sports world, and that's not entirely true. <clears throat> like, this week, I was listening to some uh, sports talk radio, and I heard several times people refer to the World Cup starts this weekend, the World Cup starts this weekend, which really threw me off because the World Cup was last year. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure they only have the World Cup every four years. So... I looked into it, and of course, the World Cup was last year and won't be held for another three years. But they're they're playing the Women's World Cup now, right? And I think it's disingenuous for certain uh, talk shows that are trying to promote sports to try and fool people into watching women's sports that wouldn't watch them otherwise by failing to mention, for example, that it's the Women's World Cup, not the World Cup. So, Marcus, how does this prove that when it comes to the world of sports, you are not a misogynist? How does that prove your point? <laughs> because I called to talk about somebody else. I called to talk about who I think is the greatest professional female athlete in history. And I think that currently her reputation is sort of 
uh, sliding down a little bit because a lot of the current yahoos that, you know, are desperate to promote uh, women's tennis and how bad it is now, they want to overlook that, and they have terrible recency bias. So I actually saw that Sports Illustrated, a dirty, worthless rag that I ended my subscription to last year, uh, refers to Serena Williams as the best female tennis player ever. In your opinion, who is? Well, it's not just my opinion. Uh, I, I think the facts back up the fact that Serena Williams is not the best uh, tennis player ever, female tennis player ever, the best ever, is Steffi Grouse. Okay. And I also think she's the best female professional athlete ever. So uh, let me give you some examples why, right? Okay. Groff had a much shorter career than Serena Williams, okay? She only played from the time she was like 17 until she was in her late 20s or maybe, I don't even think she played until she was 30. Because of the level of competition being down, Serena Williams, how old is she? 40? Close to it. Right? Yeah, she's up there, so she just keeps playing. And yet she still can't break these records that Steffi Groff established. You know, I mean, Steffi Groff played her last professional tennis match around the time my daughter was born, and my daughter turns 21 years old this summer, right? So, you know, these records were established a while ago. And it's not just the, the number of match victories. It's also Groff's streaks of things that she accomplished. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, at one point she was in 13 consecutive Grand Slam finals. 13 in a row. Nobody does that. Serena Williams has never done that. She'll never do that. And not to mention, she didn't just show up in, in 13 of them. She won nine of the 13. And Steffi Groff was playing people whose names you know, right? She played Martina Navratilova. She played Martina Hingis. She played Monica Sellis. There's three more of probably three more of the top ten female tennis players in history were all playing at the time that Steffi Groff was playing. Serena Williams never played against anybody of that quality. The best other tennis player she ever played was Maria Sharapova, who frankly is pretty and makes candy, but, you know, is not on the level of any of those people. Okay. Well, I do appreciate and, I do appreciate the contribution as far as your pro Steffi Groff, so that's good. Well, but I also wanted to say one other thing. Okay. John McEnroe, who still does ten tennis commentary, who knows tennis better than any other commentator, back and forth, this, that, and the other, back in the day, and still, I I'm sure he's apologized for saying so now, but you know that's a lie, because he loathes women's tennis. He was highly critical of it when he was playing. He used to make jokes about it when he first became a commentator about how there's nobody on the women's tour that could qualify for the men's tour. What a joke it was, right? Why do people watch this stuff, he would say. But when he saw Steffi Groff playing tennis as a commentator, he said, let me tell you how good she really is. She's not just good enough to make the men's tour. This woman could win tournaments on the men's tour okay well i and do i do appreciate she's the that only 
She's the only tennis player, male or female, to do one particular thing that will probably never be duplicated again. She won the Golden Slam. She won all four majors and the Olympic gold medal in the same year. Well, Marcus, we are right up against the hour, so we're going to have to head to a break. As always, we appreciate your call. Thank you very much. And we do now know who Marcus's favorite female athlete of all time is. So, Marcus, thank you very much. See you later. See ya. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. For Doc Parks, Chris Embry, Steve Driver, and myself, we will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the second hour of the Weekend Sports Buzz. We have plenty to talk about in the second hour. One conversation we were jumping into during the commercial break was the running back for the Steelers? Jets. I'm sorry, Jets. Yes. Big free agent signing. One of the best players in the NFL. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still? Remember when Kawhi Leonard held out and everybody thought he was being soft? Okay, He, he, he quit on the Spurs. Completely quit. Yes. He said, no thanks. He pulled a Carson Palmer. <laughs> right? What the Carson Palmer did to my Bengals. You guys remember that, right? Yeah. Wasn't good. Kawhi Leonard did that to the Spurs last year, right? Yep. And just sat out. He said, I'm not injured. No thanks. I'm just not playing. But it ended up coming to fruition that he is as great as he thought he was. Bell had a somewhat similar situation, right? Yes. Set out all last year. Now, he's living large. He thinks he's hot stuff. He thinks he's going to, everything will come to fruition. Similar to how it is for Maybe it will. Kawhi Leonard. Maybe it will. In the meantime, what type of lifestyle has Bell been living, Steve? Um... I don't know exactly where he was, maybe at camp, but while he was at camp, two of his uh, girlfriends stole $500,000 worth of jewelry from his house. And he didn't know their names. I didn't hear that part, but if I'll take your word at it. But we were the argument during the commercial break was, well, the lifestyle, having that much money tied up in jewelry compared to other investments, you know, What's the value of a chain 10, 20 years after you buy it? Is it just the weight in gold, basically? I mean, I don't think there's any intrinsic value in – unless somebody wants to say, hey, so-and-so used to own this, and it adds some kind of value, which I don't see happening. <laughs> At the risk of sounding like an ultra-grouchy old man, <laughs> I will word it in the following way. If you're an athlete, specifically with the shelf life of an NFL running back, you need to look at what your career trajectory, how long are you going to make this amount of money? If you're a movie star, 
if you're someone who realistically thinks 20 years from now you'll be making the same amount of money you make now, probably even more, okay, that's different. If you want to be Brendan Schaub or Joe Rogan or somebody in the entertainment industry who has a – or Howard Stern, although Howard Stern probably doesn't buy anything flashy, and you want to buy some flashy things, I'm not going to give you too much crap for that. If you're an NFL running back, it's absolutely silly. There's no excuse for, in my opinion, for buying extravagant things, even flashy cars. Am I wrong? What percentage of top athletes then go bankrupt? I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think it's like 85%. So I think his contract is around $14 million a year. For the Jets. For the Jets. I don't I don't know for how many years, probably three or four. Okay. Some, maybe that's good like money. Thirteen point two five million. That's good money. It just makes me sad. It really does. I'm not claiming to be a saint. To see people make every time Floyd Mayweather bets on the NBA Finals and posts a ticket, it kind of hurts me. Yeah. I don't like seeing people be real stupid. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's very reckless. I mean, you know, but you would think if you're going to spend that much money on some jewelry, don't you think there'd be like an insurance policy on that or something? Maybe. Uh, there probably is. But the story does not make him look good at all, right? I mean... Um, Wait, the part where he has two girlfriends? No, I didn't say that. No, that that, that part of the story actually makes him look good. <laughs> uh, it's just the um, the carelessness to leave some people in your residence... And to come back. And the other part of the story was, yeah, that was what was taken. But uh, it also said something about the rest of his apartment or house being ransacked. I'm a a single guy. Not married. What I have not experienced, nor has anyone else in this room, is the concept of being a single guy who has a bunch of money. Yep. And then evaluating. And famous. And famous. And then evaluating who you trust. Right. Trust is a big thing. Relationships over time is huge. There's a lot of predators out there trying to get in to the inner circle of these athletes. Mm-hmm. I have a handful of people. I can't, I'd have to really think about it. That I would feel real comfortable if I had a bunch of valuables in my house, leaving them at my house without me. They know I'm going to be gone for eight hours. It's not that long of a list. Right. If you get to the level of fame that those guys are at, I would hope it would be even a shorter list than what I have, right? Yeah. Because the people who are coming around you, I mean, these women, they, I guess they're Instagram models. Mm-hmm. What are their motives? Money. I don't know if you guys have thought <laughs> of this, but the Instagram model may not be the most trustworthy of person. Doc, you think so? Would you trust an average run-of-the-mill Instagram models? There are varying degrees. Are you on Instagram, Steve? I am not. Chris? No. Doc? Doc and I are. There are varying degrees of even local Instagram models. Right. There was one at the Kentucky basketball game that was pursuing, I believe, P.J. Washington. Uh Uh-huh. I saw that. Now, that's a national level, but I mean even locally. There are girls who have – you know, post sexy pictures and they live in Louisville yep. and they have 
5,000 guys following. Seems like you know quite a bit about them. Actually, it sounds like you've talked about this before. Let's take a look. I got these Instagram models following me, and realistically, I'm going to knock a couple of them up. Yikes. It sounds a little different from what you're telling us now. (laughs) The context of that quote was me, you know, pretending to be an athlete, because that is a big part of it. I don't remember that's how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) You have these... You, you look at your phone, you have Instagram, you see someone followed you. You're like, oh, let's see who this is. Oh, my God, she's gorgeous. She's right real close to me. Ah, ah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Um, so moral of the story is do not trust Instagram models at all. Is that the, is that the moral of the story? Yeah, unless you marry one and choose your wife and you trust her, I'm sure – you know, there's a small percentage of good luck with that of good looking females that are trustworthy. Not, no, good not looking. Fe- there's plenty of good Insta- looking. Fe- Instagram models don't want to be- come off the market, right? I mean, they. Yeah, wanna- why would they? Right. I have a friend who follows a bunch of them, and <laughs> he says this is his favorite thing to do. He he now likes them for this reason. He follows them, and as soon as one of them posts a picture of them with their boyfriend, he watches their follower count drop by the thousands within minutes. <laughs> There you go. Tell us that's more. It, tell it. us more about your friend. That's what that's what kind of guy is he? That is very interesting. He hosts a weekend sports talk show. <laughs> is that me? <laughs> no, honestly, as far as for dating or marrying, there's plenty of beautiful women out there who do not handle themselves on social media like that. Now, if that's their hustle, and there's some degree of honesty to it, which I'm sure to some there is, that's fine. I don't want anything to do with you. But apparently, these. Girlfriends, I'm using quotes. What's right? You don't like people that draw attention to to themselves on social media? Yeah, I would fit into that category. I'm always screwing around on social media. Someone could compare me to an Instagram model. <laughs> right? Doc, my, my, my Kelly Patrick Facebook I mean, account, there's it. a little bit of horsing around going on on there. Am I wrong, Doc? Yeah, and especially those pictures you upload, too. What pictures? <laughs> Real flattering photos of me oh, yeah. looking from behind why, like, why, oh, hey. Why do you do it? Because I, it's really fun. He wants to go to an athlete's house. <laughs> it's fun. There's probably some similarities in the psychology between me screwing around on my accounts to that of an Instagram model, maybe. For me, it's not trying to better myself financially. It's trying to have fun. For me, at least in my mind, it is. Maybe they're just trying to have fun, and while doing so, robbing Le- no, they, on they, they make a ton of money. Okay, that, if that's their hustle, you know, that's okay. Yeah, not far off from prostitution. Uh, a little bit. Is it? <laughs> yeah. What's different? Um, pain for sex. <laughs> right. Okay. What? Yeah. A uh, huge difference. You're. You're. Promoting a brand on your Instagram account through pictures. Okay. There's, what are they trying to get no out of it? There's no sex involved. There's not? No. I mean, maybe they have relationships with athletes, but that's... Okay, so there's different there's different little subsections of these models. Some of them are like Snapchat or Instagram. They put on a show and they get sent some money over the internet. And there's never any actual... I didn't think of that. I I was just thinking Instagram model who promotes No, Instagram models following NBA players. There's a lot of activity that goes on there. Okay, I'm not on Instagram. Maybe I don't know the entirety. I mean, we we look at it. uh, The one guy who came to watch – the one lady who came to watch P.J. Washington, right? Yeah. 
than these people with Le'Veon Bell. Why do you think he had them to his house? Talk? Try to learn their names? You know, we don't have to harp on this too much. Chris, you're smiling. I just think it's funny that, uh, you know. It's the oldest profession in the history of humanity, you know. Not knocking it. It is what it is. I'll steer clear of all the Instagram models who are throwing themselves at me. Yeah, it's easy just, to say that I was steer, steer clear, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Very, yeah. Yes. I think you Maybe would have I'm a, a Rolodex full of. The first time an Instagram model contacts you, you're just disgusted. <laughs> you think oh, that? Oh, please. <laughs> so against my morals. You disgust me. You. She's like, hey, do you want to hang out? You just respond, you disgust me. <laughs> I see. That's how it would definitely go, Kelly. Yeah. I'd, you know, send him a Bible or something. Say, what's your address? I, I need to send you some material. <laughs> you need to read this. You need to, you know, you need to. Repent. You need to repent. <laughs> the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We appreciate everyone calling in, contributing to the show. We are the weekend sports bus. We are locally broadcasted. Also on the internet, you can listen via the TuneIn app. Also on the Big X Sports Radio website, 1450 AM, 961 FM, Big X Sports Radio is the only locally owned sports radio station in the city of Louisville and Southern Indiana market. Our man Dugan Ryan allows us to be on the air every Sunday, and we do appreciate that. What do you get out of the show most, Steve? You keep coming back. Um, camaraderie, man. It's about the only time I really see you anymore. Um, I did see you at the YMCA. You yesterday. and your brother were yep. killing the Stairmaster. I was, yeah. I've been doing the Stairmaster. It's a good workout. We, I went into the YMCA with my kids yesterday. My daughter was swimming. My son was playing basketball. My son goes, Dad, look. Steve's here, pointed, and I was like, oh, Steve. And I went up, and Steve and Kyle, his brother Kyle, <sighs> you guys were dominating the Stairmaster. Are you – I feel like you're mocking me a bit. It's it's a set of stairs that rotates underneath the machine. You could turn up the speed. You know, sometimes squats hurt my lower back, and I feel like a good leg workout is a Stairmaster. Is that fair, Kelly? Does that suffice, huh? Does it really get your legs pretty well? Yeah, it does. I've never regularly done the Stairmaster. Yeah, I mean, I can't do it for very long if you have the speed turned up pretty high. How long it did bur- you guys do it, do it, it for yesterday? Uh, I might have done it for like eight minutes. But towards the end, you really crank the speed up, you know? Okay. Doc, you big on the Stairmaster? I'm not big on going to a work the workout gym. I like the jujitsu gym. Okay. A- any exercise, I don't know. I find my mind starts wandering as soon as I do it. It can't keep my attention. Okay. Which I know is not good, but that's the reality of the situation. So the camaraderie for the show, Steve, is what brings you back. Yeah. yeah. We're kind of a team here. What is the mission statement of the weekend sports bus? Um, have fun. Have you seen the smoking cigarettes and drinking beer? Music video. If you guys get a chance, search it on YouTube. But at one time he says, I don't have any rules, not even one. The only rule I have is have fun. Yeah. You guys should check it out. Smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. Doc, have you seen it? 
I have not. Is this a Wheeler Walker Jr. show? No, it is not a Wheeler Walker Jr., but in a somewhat similar vein. Smoking cigarettes and drinking beer. But have fun. We talk about everything in the world of sports. Our bread and butter is college basketball. That's the market we're in. What right now is intriguing in the world of college basketball to you, Steve? To me? Yes. Nothing. Okay. I appreciate your honesty. Chris? Um... You've got Kerry uh, <laughs> Blackshear still has not uh, selected a team to go to. Uh, it looks like he uh, has formed at least a five-team uh, top five. How good like is he? Go. He's a senior in high school. Um, CBS projected him as the number one center in the country next year. Okay. So you, I, I did see how where tall? He, he's visited, what, Florida, Arkansas, Yeah. right? Florida and Arkansas so far. He's still looking at uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, and uh, Texas A&M. Uh, he's 6'11", 250. Okay. Is it all, is Buzz, William, Buzz Williams at Texas A&M? Yes, now? that's his previous coach. And Mike White is at Florida. What other schools did you mention? Arkansas? Arkansas, I don't know why. I think he's from Who's Arkansas? coaching Arkansas right now? Um, is it the descendant of the, the – no, I think he got fired. Um, Mike Anderson, I believe. Yeah, Mike Anderson. Was it Missouri, then Arkansas, right? Yeah, I, I think he got uh, fired, and I'm not but, sure. But Arkansas is in the, in the running for this top player. Yeah. So, what's going on right now with Blackshear? His dad probably is saying, no, 300000 will not do it. <laughs> well, you know, Arkansas said they give us 600000 And then Florida comes in and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, it looks like we can get 800000 how much do we think it, it costs to get Blackshear? What's going on behind the scenes right now? Uh, you think that's how it's going, really? He's taking visits and basically just seeing who can offer him the most money? I wouldn't, that's what I'd be doing. I wouldn't put it past him. But I, Is that not what you would be doing? Do you not like money? I mean, if you're trying to set yourself up for a possible NBA, first of all, I don't know if picking a team really affects that uh, too much. I'm just going to be honest. Okay. No, I agree with that. That goes to the tune of what I was saying. Yeah. It's irrelevant where I go. It's irrelevant how my team does. Um, but there's other things you look at also as you want exposure, right? You want uh, the best training and, you know, fan bases. Maybe I don't he know. wants to win, Kelly. And I, I would like to think I would like to win. That would be a priority for me, similar to how I would like to think – that when Instagram models start throwing themselves at me, I'd go, hey, no thanks, ma'am. Okay? I'd like to think that's how it how it go. Yeah. It's, in real life, you get in that situation, so maybe it's not so much. Who can offer the most money? I'd probably predict Texas A&M. Because there's – Probably has the most football money in the state of Texas. They paid Jimbo Fisher a stupid amount. They got Buzz Williams. They paid him a stupid amount. That, um, that's where I'll guess To be going. honest, you know, if if – Everybody was paying in college basketball. If? Well, I'm saying everybody. I don't think everybody's paying players. Uh, I'm not saying – well, look, there's some teams that just don't appear to be paying because if Kentucky was paying every player, right, you would get everybody pretty much you're going after. Cause no, I, but not if the other schools are paying too, though. Well – it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, Calipari stays away from certain recruits. And the way I read that, in the top ten 
guys um, is he's trying to stay away from the uh, you know the players that are out there being shopped on the market. Would but, you would you say? And I do appreciate you being a somewhat unbiased Kentucky representative of the fan base. Would you say that's confirmation bias? You kind of that's what you want it's to probably. Believe. Yeah, yeah I, that's what you want thing. to believe. But you can't guarantee at the no, same time that it's happening. No, I so can't guarantee. Cal, Cal can't may be a saint. You right and he's wrong. Cal may be a saint in a career full of crooks. He may well, be the one honest used car salesman. Here's the deal. Uh, he's being watched since he's – By who? Well, think. All the all the opposing coaches that are not on his side, they, they want to throw him under the bus. If they do. Right, I but they have I their don't own think stuff. He's paying to... anybody, Kelly? You really don't. You're just saying that to get me riled up. <laughs> Here's the thing. I can tell by looking at you. Why did you send me another photo of yourself flexing? I, now you're just making stuff up. Go on, Chris. Please, Steve, you pervert, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be naive and say I, who knows what goes on behind the scenes. You know, as a fan, all we want to know is. Did you get uh, the best players? And you I'm could okay get? with that. I just it, it is intriguing to me. That's what it probably is. That's we, okay. We know the NCAA is a, a big bowl of hypocrisy. It's probably I mean, it's more just... like shoe companies and AU teams. And, okay, right? yeah. No, I'm not saying that I know where the money's coming from. Yeah. Or anything like that. I'm saying behind the scenes, money's being exchanged. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's For okay. most teams, it's just dirty. not UK. Yeah, behind the scenes. Now, in the other sports that we've discussed this morning, the professional sports money is being exchanged in front of the, you know, not behind the scenes, uh, publicly. It's you taxable know, money. One thing that's not being talked about during this whole FBI thing is if you really look at, prior to the FBI investigation, look at the recruiting these schools were doing. As soon as the FBI comes out and says, hey, we're investigating, Find the teams that used to be very good at recruiting, and now look at them. Well, Arizona's still recruiting well, right? Kansas has one guy for this upcoming season, okay? And they lost a bunch of guys. They fell off the map when it came to recruiting. Arizona, pretty much the same way, right? I mean, they got a few guys. I thought Arizona had a – I don't know if a bunch of people left, but didn't they have a good recruiting class? They were secured prior to – the uh, FBI scandal. So since then, they haven't landed very many commitments. There's a, there's quite a few schools out there like that. Chris, uh, you you are our resident college basketball guru, and we appreciate you for that. You're here every week. You show up because you enjoy it, right? Yep. I have a good time, man. I really do appreciate you showing up. Oh, at my son's basketball game yesterday, they won 25 to 8. Johnny played really well. It was awesome. I overheard a fan probably another kid's dad, saying that Penny Hardaway, on his staff, one of his assistant coaches, is Larry Brown. Is that right? I didn't know that. I know he's got Mike Miller as a recruiting guy. That's cool. Yeah. Um, That's a trend right now. Yeah. We saw this happen about 10 years ago in the NBA. Derek Fisher retired mm-hmm. and walked right into a coaching job. But it appears former players, recent former players, are really because if you look at Larry Brown, I think he played point guard for North Carolina, or something like yeah. that, a hundred years ago. Or you look at John Calipari, he played basketball. But what I mean is recent college basketball players. Yeah, I mean you've got uh, Juwan Howard, you've got it's a Big Ten in you know right Jerry reference Stackhouse. where an Indiana 
University uh, station. Steve is a Buckeyes fan. How is that going to work out for Michigan? Not good. I don't think uh, – I think they pulled him in to retain the uh, existing players in roster, basically, because they were going to uh, be losing a lot of guys after uh, Beeline left. And um, so, you know, um, I think they just needed a big name, uh, and there wasn't one out there, so they pulled this Juwan Howard out of the hat. But uh, – you know, it could turn out to work, though. It could, but I'm going to say that every maybe one out of the six previous NBA players that are coaching now this upcoming college season will have a good season, and I think that'll be Penny Hardaway due to what he has at his disposal. Um, but um, you know, I mean, if you just go off the past, it's not a very good percentage of you doing well if you were a previous Oh, NBA. based on the current history of players doing this, you're right. Unless a new day is upon us, which may be the case, historically it doesn't pan out. Now, right. if you have Larry Brown on your bench. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I, I hope Penny's at least learning how to coach from him. Right. That's the thing. Um, we'll see how much recruiting plays a role in – uh, how good a team can do just strictly on recruiting because there's nothing to base his coaching prowess on because, I mean, he was an AAU coach prior to this. So, um, we'll see. It says in 2018, Larry Brown coached Oxlum Palacenestro Torino. Um, I think they is, offered him like a consulting job, right? I think that's in Europe. Yeah, Italian. Italy. Um, it's like a consultant I think he had a a show cause as well. He got in trouble where he couldn't be a head coach again for so many years at college, I believe. he What was his last coaching? Kelly, will you be cheering for Memphis? Kind of. I do like the story. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see how good they – I am intrigued. I'll give college basketball this. Coaches, Rick Pitino, John Calipari, you know, Roy Williams – Bill Self, those coaches are intriguing to me. College basketball is awesome. It is a great product. And it is really the reason this station is able to pay the bills. We're going to head to a break on that note. We appreciate everyone tuning in. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Louisville Combat Academy. Located at 10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. The best place in the state for fighters. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.
Welcome back to the final segment of the Weekend Sports Buzz. During the break, we were discussing HR MMA 109, which will be Saturday, June 29th in Bowling Green. Derek Overstreet, have I told you about him? He played football for four years for Western Kentucky Division I program. And he was a captain and an all-conference USA player, outside linebacker, freakish athlete. And he wrestled in high school, too. He has transitioned after that. He could have tried out for some NFL rosters, or he's the type of guy who maybe could make a roster and maybe even have a career in NFL. He said he's always known he wanted to be a fighter. He will be fighting Jesse Romans on this card. So while doing the commentary, it is cool to see people getting started who then potentially can take that next step. And I do think he has the, the he is a prospect with that type of potential. They say that Hard Rock MMA is a rookie league ball, single A, double A, triple A. It's all in Hard Rock MMA. You can take your amateur debut, work your way up. There's no set in stone way to make it an MMA. It's not a lucrative career path at all. Yeah. At all. But Lance Lawrence has a chance Tuesday, July 16th on the Tuesday night Dana White Contender Series. If he wins, he's likely, not guaranteed, but he's likely to get a UFC contract. Is that televised? If you have ESPN Plus app. Gotcha. Yeah. Which is the direction everything's headed. Mm -hmm. It's more of a digital format. Okay. So Derek Overstreet versus Jesse Romans will be on that card. It's going to be a lot of fun. Doc, are you going? You're going to sneak in? Doc brags on our podcast that he sneaks into each Hard Rock event. Doesn't pay. They Apparently, I do me. too. They ha- why can they not stop you? I'm I'm too clever. <laughs> Chris, you too. You you hold a camera though. Yeah, but there was only two cameras. Being Sometimes right. Chris will show up saying, "I'm here to sh- hold a camera." He gets there and they're like, "Well, we only have two cameras," and you get to sit there and watch. Doc just shows up there, openly brags that he's going to sneak in, and then he sneaks in, and then he puffs his chest out. He's like, "Hey." Not only did I sneak in. He takes a bunch of cigarette breaks throughout the entire thing, too. Somehow he gets by. They let me waltz in. I had two wristbands this time. I snuck in almost twice. (laughs) So that's what we talked about a little during the break. We got a text from our man Marcus saying the last segment was good. I think what he means by that is probably the discussion of college basketball, right? Yeah. You were selling me on it. You were getting me excited. Steve, any intrigue? I asked you earlier, what right now has you interested in college basketball? And with a stone-cold face, you said nothing. But I'll ask you again. I do follow, you know, sports online, and I, I know that Blackshear was visiting schools, and I, I try to stay up-to-date on it. Okay, I'm going to throw For the out. sake of this show, Steve? Yeah. If I, it wasn't for no, this show, would you, would you keep up with it? Yeah, I would. Okay. I'm going to throw out some stuff I haven't talked about. Uh, real quick, since we're on this. Please do. Um, I was looking at Kentucky's roster as of right now, and I believe uh, this Kentucky backcourt may be one of the best defensive backcourts since Calipari has gotten there. You've got uh, Ashton Hagen's back. He A big uh, portion of the season last year, he was one of the best lockdown defenders uh, in the country, uh, and then he kind of let up on that. But we add Kentucky adds Tyrese Maxey. Okay. Uh, he really prides himself on the defensive end, and he's very good on the offensive end as well. Then you throw in uh, Manuel Quickly, very good defender, 
and then you got Johnny Jazang. Uh, so I think that that four guards right there is going to be uh, very tough on the defensive end this upcoming year. Obviously, I haven't seen them play together yet, but uh, on paper, it looks to be. What's different between what you're saying right now versus what you're saying this exact time last year? Well, last year he was more positive. <laughs> yeah, oh, I absolutely. think you were. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, you've owned it. No, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not taking a shot at you. You know, the I wasn't expecting the defense to be um, as I, – I expected the defense last year to be a lot better. Uh, but it fell off. I mean, it started out really good, and then it fell off at the end but of the year. But you weren't totally – I mean, heading into the tournament, it looked like Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke were the hottest teams going into the tournament. So, I mean, your prediction up to that point was wrong. Oh, I yeah. It was right. The only point it fell off was when they lost in the tournament. They still look like, you know – favorites you predicted yeah. them to win it all we haven't quite heard that this year though it sounds no. like you might be a little down on them chris no uh there's too many variables that go into uh ncaa champion uh in college basketball you have to win six in a row uh there's no way to predict injuries there's no way to predict um if somebody's gonna have a huge slump shooting slump there's there's a lot of variables obviously uh, so am I predicting them to win it all this year? No, no, I'm not. I think they will be one of the top five or six teams. But that's how it works is that's the, that's the year. I didn't predict U of L to win it all the year that they did, but I did have a little bit of a feeling somewhere inside of me where like this team's going to be good. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of how it is, right? I think Louisville actually has a, uh, very good shot to win it all this year. So, you know, until I see them, I'm not going to make a prediction even when it comes to the exhibitions. That's what really done me in last year is seeing how good they played in yeah. the Bahamas mm-hmm. that didn't quite translate for each player in the regular season. Uh, Nick Richards looked awesome in the Bahamas, and he was pretty much nowhere to be found uh, most games last year. So don't know what to expect out of him, but uh, – there's a lot to be excited about for this upcoming season for both Louisville and Kentucky fans, not so much for Indiana. And I'm always putting the smack on Indiana because I, we're still waiting for them to actually show up in the tournament. Again, it seems like it's been forever. Virginia is the champ. Yeah. What do you think of Virginia this year? They've lost pretty much the core of that championship team. Um, I do not look for them to be ranked mm. uh, this upcoming year. Maybe they they do uh, sneak in there a, a few times throughout the season, but I don't look for much out of the Cavaliers. This Tony season. Bennett has to be considered maybe one of the top five coaches in the country, right? Absolutely. Um, and you know what? To go from – uh, complete shame of losing to being the first number one seed to lose to a 16 seed to the next year winning the championship. Um, a lot of teams use adversity to advance them, uh, you know, the next season, and that's exactly what they did. But they, I don't think they have enough uh, players 
to really make much noise this upcoming season. But, yeah, I think uh, Tony Bennett is definitely one of the top coaches out there. Anyone here a fan of Tony Bennett's music, the musician? Nope. (laughs) Any intrigue there, Doc? How often do you think Tony Bennett, the basketball coach, gets people mentioning that? Because Tony Bennett, the musician's pretty big deal. Who's more famous, Tony Bennett, the basketball coach, or the musician? The musician, yeah. 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 He's a big deal. And I like his music. Yeah. I heard a cool uh, jazzy number he did with Amy Winehouse. You guys ever heard that? I'll I'll text it to you guys later. Thank you. Amy Winehouse, man. I like her music. It ended tragically, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to go down the go down the uh, line of talking about the is, – Is the NBA Finals right now the biggest story in sports? Absolutely. Andy Ruiz beating Anthony Joshua is getting a lot of press, right? Yeah. Joe Rogan said he's having Andy Ruiz on his show soon. Did you hear that? I did not, but that should be a good show. Will you guys tune into that? Yeah, yeah, he's been. I think he's been on a couple of people's show, or he's been on late night television and stuff. But <laughs> I mean, uh, right now, currently, yeah, the finals is still going on. It's you know, there's a game tomorrow night. Ruiz probably won't fight for a couple months. So they're they're saying maybe October, November of this year for a rematch. Originally, contractually, Eddie Hearn had drawn up the contract to where the rematch had to be in England if Ruiz somehow pulled off this upset. But Anthony Joshua, probably for a public persona, the sake of his uh, character in the public eye, Anthony Joshua released a statement saying, how would it look if I made him come back? No, we need to do this back at Madison Square Garden where it happened. I need to truly avenge that loss. I do not need a home advantage is what Anthony Joshua is saying now. So, How do you think the rematch will go on that? Good question. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's nobody predict. Well, not many people predicted Ruiz to pull that uh, upset. Like, no, that. I didn't hear publicly really anyone. Right. He was a last minute fill in. He was a top fifteen heavyweight. Steve, you think he has a chance in the rematch? Absolutely. Yep. You think he would have a chance against Fury or Wilder? No. You think Anthony Joshua is a hype job? I. I it, it Listen, looks if to they be fight if they have a fight again, I think it's it's fair game. Anybody can win the fight, but uh, I think they're both on a tier below Wilder and Fury. Let's keep in mind, AJ tooled Klitschko. That's exactly what I was going to say. Anthony Joshua. Now Tyson Fury is the one who first beat Vladimir Klitschko, ended the Klitschko reign uh, on the heavyweight division. But then Anthony Joshua came in and actually knocked Vladimir Klitschko out. Or do you think Klitschko at that point was just really washed up? Towards the end of his career, he knocked down Joshua too. True. So First only time Joshua it, had been knocked down like prior a, to Ruiz. He has a weak Klitschko. chin. He's he's collapsed a lot in many different fights, right? Okay. This is not the first time that he's been knocked down. He looks the part, though. I mean, he's just chiseled, isn't he? Like if you pick a heavyweight boxer. You know what? What yeah. does that say, though? I he's mean, 6'6", six, six, he's jacked. I mean, To tie a bow on to this entire show, early on I, I alluded to, image isn't everything, right? That's, that's right. That's a cool part of jiu-jitsu. Doc and I love jiu-jitsu. 
You can have a big guy come roll jujitsu with you, and you can beat him. If he's never trained, certainly you'll beat him. Um, but yeah, he looked central casting. He looked better than Muhammad Ali, really, as far as physical. I mean, he's in that mm-hmm. tier. Ali looked great, and he was very handsome. Um, but Joshua too. I I really like the fact that you've got uh, this big sloppy guy in the in the spotlight. I mean, you've you've got it in uh, both UFC and boxing right now, where you've got some big guys that do not look like they can really. They're the, not as deadly. Doc, who's the heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC? DC. Yep, Daniel Cormier. Who's the heavyweight champion of the world in boxing, guys? Ruiz. Ruiz, fat guys. I love it. Oh, come on. You can't say DC's fat guy and just have it be, oh, he won because he's a fat guy. Oh, DC's exactly. an Olympic medal wrestler. Real question, have you have you adjusted your diet? What do you mean? Are you going to try to become fat? <laughs> <laughs> try to become fat. That's no. pretty funny. No, I'm not saying it's because he was fat. I'm not saying either of those guys are because they were fat, Doc. But you can't judge somebody off of their yeah. looks. I D- mean, Daniel is... Cormier was in, a, uh, in the Olympics for wrestling. I mean, he was a Division One wrestler, freestyle wrestler. I mean, he's done wrestling ever since he was a little kid. He's a true master of his craft. His physical appearance is irrelevant. Is the beauty of it. And you mentioned it to the English guys. I mean... He had spent a lot of years in his... Oh, yeah, Andy Ruiz. His father was a boxer. So, I mean, he's boxed That's forever. what means more. I, I'm, that's what oh, I'm yeah. saying. Skill that's outweighs... Technique. Right. Yeah. You could look at Anthony Joshua, and I don't think he... I mean, he's been compared now to Frank Bruno, to all these guys who are physically built. Who was the guy who was in Rocky Five? He ended up passing away from AIDS. Oh, yeah. Tommy Gunn. But Tommy who, Gunn. Who was the actual actor? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Antonio Tarver. Okay. He was in like one Rocky of the – Rocky Six. Something along those lines, yes. I'll bring him up. But people who look good – Speaking of which, they're making a new Rambo. My goodness, how old is Stallone? He's in his 70s, isn't he? But they don't drug test, so he's allowed to juice. Oh, he... I, have you guys ever heard that? I think that he juices. Oh, yeah. He... I, when he was younger, I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he when? he openly talks about it now, right? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Does he? I, I've seen I don't s- have anything wrong with an old guy juicing. If you go back and watch Rocky Four, he is shredded. Oh, yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. When he's in the I've never seen doing... a guy his age shredded like that. Really? I mean, it, he's got to hey, be Ar- the Hey, Arnold's pretty good size now, too. No, he, he doesn't look as good as Sly does. But, yeah, he, but got... he, still got, he still has big arms, right? And There's he... some very unflattering photos of him right now. But he got drop kicked in kicked? the back. Yeah, you see him get kicked. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even flinch. He handled it well. He's still in good shape, but yeah. I don't think he's on in as strong of a cycle as he once was. Right, he slowed down quite a bit. I do think at some point your body ends up kind of having limitations, right? Oh yeah, Sly's done a good job with it. He's I think se- he's seventy-two. Who is Stallone? Okay, that's crazy. Think about a seventy-two-year-old grandpa. It's just in the new Rambo movie. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I hope I'm 35. I hope when I'm 72, I'm like look that. at uh, look at Trump. <laughs> look at Donald <laughs> oh Trump. God. He's doing great. I mean, his energy level is amazing for his age. You know, 
then you look at uh, what about the doctors? Um, remember they came out and said he's in perfect health. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so many people were furious about that because he eats like he Big eats Max fast food and, and stuff. Yeah. I, what I got a kick out of is Trump said, "You look at Biden, man. He is old. He is really aged. Me, I'm young and I'm vibrant. Is it like a two year age gap? But you know <laughs> Something what? Like that, Trump as said, cocky I'm young that and is, I'm vibrant. Yeah, he he's kind of. Oh yeah, he's got a lot of energy. You're right. I won't, you know, I won't take that from him. He brings it. And he he <laughs> he said that Joe Biden was pulled off the trash heap. I love his smack talk, man. <laughs> right? I mean, he's Trump. The best. Donald Trump has taken smack talk to an entirely new level. When you smack talk a whole country, though, it gets a little scary, right? Oh yeah, I mean that's a, a potentially dangerous. I so mean, some people it can be a very sensitive topic. But it's very funny. Should we wrap the show up? We've, you know, we've got ten minutes left. Should we just do all Trump talk the rest of the way? Oh, no. Doc, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest story right now in the, the world of sports. Lines are lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> college basketball is the bread and butter of our show. Those players play college basketball, hoping to get to the NBA. NBA Finals is going on right now. People care in the state of Kentucky about basketball. Right. Not everybody's an NBA fan to the degree that I am, lifelong fan. But people do care about basketball. Can, Even the ones who despise it, they tune in. Can we hit on the NBA owner? Wow. You Pushing know? Kyle Lowry? Yes. I mean. he's a he, Yeah, I think he's a, was he a shareholder or part a owner. A part owner, yep. Man, they really, he's suspended for a year. That's good. That's He's, assault. Uh, That's assault, right? Five hundred thousand. Uh, it was just Doc. You're shaking your head. You agree? It was a little shove. Yes. Did you see it? It was yeah. Pushed his shoulder. I think it's overblown. Okay. Listen, don't touch the players. But the guy made a assault. mistake. But it's, it is assault by the legal definition. Any unwanting and unwanted touching. You know the fact that the push came from a part owner. Lends credence to what the NBA guys are saying about they don't they want the word owner to yeah, be I've taken out of the vernacular, which I don't care about. You know, I don't think that's going to solve anything. No, huge. I, but but I mean, who cares? Sure, take it out. What are they? The start timing of this owner doing that and them talking about the word owner. Yeah, it, what are they going to start do, calling them? Right, shareholder, majority shareholder. I guess so. Yeah, Major, I'm the majority shareholder. Political the, correctness is out of control, man. But anyway, you know, it's it's uh, pretty funny that uh, you've got that incident with them talking about. Why don't we see more hype around the U.S. versus Canada matchup? You know what's funny? There's a lot more people in the United States pulling for the Canadian team. You think that's accurate? I do, because people agree, are tired Steve? of— Probably, yeah. Uh, you think so? The majority of the United States is cheering for Canada? You know, if I can't stand Golden State. I can't I've, either. And I was actually going for Toronto when the series begun. But Drake is so obnoxious. He's the <laughs> he only is. person yeah, who's making me that. actually want to cheer against the Raptors. In, I think I just kind of want to see everybody healthy and playing to see, you know, who the who the champion should be. The Warriors – the Warriors have had so many injuries, it's kind of like, yeah, the the Raptors are going to win. I mean. This is the worst I've seen the Golden State Warriors look since the formation of the team we know. But don't count them out. It's not over. But wouldn't you say that Durant would have to come back for them to, to win? I mean, they're down 3-1. they got to win three straight. 
It's happened I would think before. So. Has it happened Once. before? Yes. Who did it? The Cavs. And we know the NBA wants this to go as long as it can. They don't want this to True, end but in it's five. back in um it's back in Toronto now too. Right. So which they're I gonna win. Might, I think it might be yeah, especially if if Durant doesn't play, but is it down to the one and one like one? Yeah, one, one, one yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean they have a chance to end it on their home court and uh I predict that's what happens. I, I, there's not many signs to point to positivity for Golden State. Kelly, do you think Kevin Durant is secretly happy? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Do you remember when they were they, they swept Portland? Is uh, they don't need them? Athletes are so sensitive. MMA fighters on the local level are very sensitive too. Doc, I'm not pointing at you, but I mean I'm referencing. You're but it, literally pointing. At I'm literally pointing at you. I'm not saying you're sensitive. You say one thing that could be interpreted potentially negative about someone, and you really offend people, and they're not happy. They hate you all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but that's the lowest level here locally, local MMA fighters. Then all the way at the highest level, who is more sensitive historically than Kevin Durant? Nobody. He made a fake account, and he admitted to it. That is pretty that, – that's ridiculous, man. Do stuff like that all day. Just don't ever admit to it. I mean, you would think don't he is. Ca- don't get caught. Yeah, don't get caught, right? He should have more going on in his life than worrying about what people are saying online. Easy about for him. me to say once again. Maybe I would be more sensitive, right? If I were an MMA fighter, maybe I, I, you know, I. Realistically, athletes are sensitive. You put yourself on the line, you get into a cage, or you're playing basketball. You want to be respected. Yeah. I think KD is. You know, secretly happy that it, what's going on. It, I think it may add. Remember Kobe being secretly happy probably when the Lakers fell apart? Yeah. How many titles could they have won if him and Shaq had just worked, their, right. just worked it out? Yeah. And Kobe had a number of years on a bad Lakers team where they didn't even make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting looking back now that Kobe's career has come and gone. We, we were all there for the entirety of it. He'll be remembered as one of the greats. Yeah. I mean, there's a second best shooting guard of all time. Generation yeah. of Lakers fans that view him as like the, the best Laker of all time, right? Oh, yeah. Nah. Best of all time, well, Kareem. People, I, I know, but people that grew up during Kobe's career in LA yeah. are loyal to Kobe. Oh, yeah. No wilt. Yeah. Wilt won one title yeah, and it wasn't with the Lakers. It's Kareem. Look Kareem won six. Or beloved, you know, Magic. Wilt's essentially the author of the NBA records book. He is for individual production, but it's a team sport. Mm. Right. We're talking about the best individual player. In a team sport, though. Right, so I, I will continually default to that. I will. <laughs> I will. Kareem, I don't think he anybody can take his title as the GOAT away. In my eyes, best basketball player ever. High school, college, and the pros. All-time leading rebounder and scorer. Six titles. He won a title every year he was eligible in college. Kareem's the GOAT. How many uh, players have had the opportunity to do what uh, Kawhi Leonard is about to do, possibly? I don't know. Win two championships with two different teams like this. Oh. You know. That's uh, a good angle, Chris. You know. Not many people have won a championship and then completely quit on their team. And then left and won one the next year, right? I mean, he's that wasn't in, the next year though. They did. He did quit last year. You're right. Quit last year, yeah. 
so he's he's in some rare air there when it comes to what he, he is. Ability this is historical do. because on that last team with the Spurs was Lamarcus Aldridge on the team when yeah. they went. Yeah. Who is the best player on that team? Kawhi. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's the best player on that team and this team. What about the awkward laugh thing? Have we have we all moved past that? Have we all I'm, moved, moved I'm, past I'm the awkward laugh? I'm he's, tired of just people harping on how awkward he is in general. Okay. Yeah. Is he, he truly that awkward? Yeah, I think so. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. He just don't. Uh, but he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He seems like a good guy. If besides, he's a, besides giving up on his team last year, yeah. Selfishly giving up on his team. Yeah. But. It appears to be paying dividends. The day and age of free agency is upon us. You can either be blindly loyal or you can be looking out for number one. I yeah, admit it's a th- team sport as I harp on earth. player empowerment movement, has, you know, it's not all good. Sure. It's like capitalism. Maybe some people value certain things a little more. That's okay. They're entitled to. A lot of fans don't want these players to – go the capitalist way, though. You know, I mean, that's just a fan's point of view. They- Socialism appears to work best in sports. The UFC is a dictatorship, right? Big time. Okay, and that's the best example of MMA today. There's no denying that. Socialism works best for sports. <laughs> it uh, does. I don't know. It it, ideally, it would have boxing unified. There would not be all these different organizations. You would see that we would say, okay, well, next we're going to see a rematch between Joshua and Diaz, and then let's find out who he can fight next, Fury or Wilder. That's not going to happen that way. The, for the fans, and I'm not saying socialism is necessarily better, you know, for an economy. I mean, Venezuela, right? Venezuela is doing good, I think. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, alongside Steve Driver, Chris Hembry, Doc Parks. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody.